and we're right on time. I I feel good. <laughs> well, see, that would only work because you know we don't actually we don't actually plan shit for this one. So everything else. Is- <laughs> Dude, I looked over, like, I read all the stuff, uh, and I reread a couple of them, even that I put on here. And, yeah, we've got a, this is a strange list. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's why, that's why number 18 is, uh, only in America, because <laughs> this shit only happens here. Right. Well. right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's. The- Cohesive, that's for sure. <laughs> Puts it together. Yeah. Before we get to that, um, I'll have to ask the only important question, as usual, is what are you drinking? Uh, I've gone back to Juicy Hazy IPA. Uh, Juicy Hazy IPA, Voodoo Ranger, New Belgian. Oh. Um, strangely, I had to go out and do a, a Walmart run during the uh, you know this Corona virus stuff and uh and you know you can't find toilet paper and i I mean we we had plenty we always like buy 30 rolls or whatever a massive thing at sam's club so but all the stuff's out right you can't find uh sugar-free creamer nope you want to try the dry sugar-free creamer it's none of that the ice cream aisle like wiped out dude it's insane there were like two options okay um and i get to the beer and there's plenty there's a lot of beer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there was, a, right? there was a new Belgian voodoo ranger sampler that I picked up. And then I got a couple of those uh-huh. uh, lug and times for the, for the wife. I got two, six packs of that. Um, you know, those are those really that's, that's love stuff. right there. Well, right. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm back to the, the hazy juicy, um, which I think I've drank before on here. It's good. Um, I had their experimental earlier today, though, and that was good, too, the experimental IPA. I think you were telling me um, you had one of those uh, a week or two ago, didn't you, from New Belgium? Yeah, it was the the one with the astronaut with the skull face. God, this might have, mine was a black can. Look at me. I'm horrible. But um, but it was good, too. It, it wasn't bad. It was strong. It was hoppy. Um but yeah, man, just you know, you can't go wrong with a little new Belgian. Well, what about you? I heard you pop something open there at the beginning. Yes, I'm uh, enjoying a foggy geezer, a hazy India pale ale. What? Yeah, this is. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's a. It's by War Pigs, or War Pigs is what the. Uh, it's a Three Floyd's uh, McKellar um, collaboration. No, that's cool. Uh, so you, I mean, they got their own website called warpigs.com. Um, I, Dude. I never had the other one, but this is pretty solid. So can't go wrong that's, with that. That's fun that they're, they're doing kind of a mashup thing. That's, that's pretty neat. And then I imagine you can brew it probably in both locations. And I think so. I think so. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, War Pigs is one of my favorite Black Sabbath songs, so I mean, can't really go <laughs> wrong with that. There you go. <laughs> so you're on to the hazy stuff, too. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find a picture of it here. Foggy no. Geezer, I got it pulled up right now. 6.8 ABV. Geezo. There you go. <laughs> they got a pretty wicked um, tap handle, too. Yeah, yeah. Hold on here, dude. They've got great gear, guys. If you're looking for cool hats, 
these people. That's awesome. It's there got like go. a p- pig skull on it. <laughs> if you if you look at the uh, notes, I just dumped the uh, tap handle in it. Yeah, pulling it out. Oh whoa whoa oh dude that's sick oh man it's a cleaver guys like it's awesome like a butcher's cleaver it's just war pigs on it that's sick dude it seems dangerous too that seems <laughs> oh fun where'd you find this one man were you just out and about and you know, uh, I live in seen... life <laughs> no I've seen a couple of these um I had. Uh, here's here I get to drop uh, name drop my uh, semi local brewery. I had all their beers actually at Three Floyds itself. They had them. So yeah, uh, what do they got? Yeah, Foggy Geezer, Lazarite, and then Salmon Pants. So yeah. I, I had all of them at the actual Three Floyds. So That's humble brag, fun. humble brag. Hey, they're a nice brewery, man. They they make some good stuff. Uh, I haven't drank them regularly though since I think I was up in the Chicago area. So. It's been a I mean, minute. They're getting, they're getting some. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not sure exactly where their reach ends. Well, according to this map, yeah. Um, looks like. Hold it. There's a map. <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah. No, hey, that's sorry, not that's, bad. I'm sorry, Evansville. Indiana, right on the border with Kentucky. That literally looks like the closest you can find it to St. Louis in the St. Louis metro area. I feel like occasionally I see it at like a really like big booze stores, like our Fryer Tux or something, but not yeah, regularly. I you know? imagine you got to be able to find it other places. I, I don't know. I, one time when I was there, I ran into a two dudes who were from California and they had flown to Michigan and were working their way around the great. Uh, around uh, the Great Lakes, hitting all the craft breweries, taking yeah. stuff. And what what they were doing was they were buying things, and they were going to rent a car and drive back to California with all their beer. Yeah, they were really into it. <laughs> That's really cool so dudes, fun. though. Yeah, really cool dudes, though. It was, it was good conversation. Oh, that's awesome. It looks like Buffalo Wild Wings has some on draft right now. Of course, I can't get any there. Um, but Firetux has Alpha King, which I've had from them fairly recently, and then I see that space station on here. Um, there you go. That's a good one. That's fun. Anyway, that's cool. That's fun. Um, uh, I, I read a paper today, um, a draft paper from a student um, that said something like, basically, it's a, it's an anti-drinking paper, um, and uh, mm. every single thing was like, if you just consume. 50 or more grams of beer and uh regularly every day you're like you're more likely to get cancer and like the list just like kept going on and on it's like you'll probably get brain cancer and like esophageal cancer and your liver's gonna fail and like finally i was like wait 50 grams like 50 grams that's like nothing like that's right like that's like a swallow so I'm, I'm pretty sure when you're driving around, you're inhaling, you know, <laughs> of, you know, awful shit anyways. I mean, let's, let's be, let's be truthful. Yeah. Breathing outside in modern civilization is probably killing us. 
probably way more rapidly than me yeah. having a what, one or two IPAs on days we podcast. I'm not wasted every day. It's just, <laughs> but yeah, so I did a double take at the end of the paper and like, I wrote this question like, Hey, is it 50 grams? Like, <laughs> like less than a quarter of a beer or something. Cause like a beer is 12 ounces and what, how many grams are there in an ounce? Isn't there like 20 or something? There's 454 grams in a pound. Listen to this guy off the top of his head. Damn. Uh, there's no good reason I know that. So don't get your knickers <laughs> excited about it. Because of my work when we do. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, that is that is correct. It's a it's a quick it's quickly to remember pounds versus grams when weighing out. Uh, catalyst for paint application from back in the day when well, I used to do that. That's 340, that's uh, 12, 12, 12 ounces is 340 and a half grams, roughly. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so is it, 6.8 is it times. So, yeah, 6.81 yeah. times the amount of when they, they say we'll just instantly give you cancer. So... <laughs> I'm I'm pretty uh, sure I'm pretty sure if that was a hundred percent accurate, um, every kid that went to college and it wasn't a dry campus and they were right. just went to a frat party should have cancer growing out of their eyelashes. I'm pretty sure we're screwed. Well, it's uh, it's like one of those yeah. situations. I'm, like, well, I'm, I'm mostly cancer. I'm not I'm not mostly water. I'm mostly cancer. So. <laughs> well. I'm sure it was one of those like survey studies, right? Where like, um, has anyone in your family ever had colorectal cancer? And it's like, oh yeah, my dad. Did he ever drink a beer? Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> like yep. in that, right? um, kind of like the one that we're gonna get to, I think, here in a little bit about food in America, um, where it's like survey study says, and I just hate that shit because there's nothing scientific about it whatsoever, right? Um, so, like, I could drink a beer every day for the rest of my life and get colon cancer. And that doesn't mean two are related. <laughs> yeah, well, what's, what's, the old, what's that old saw? Um, correlation isn't causation. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah, I feel like here in America we have uh, professional studies from institutions like universities that are survey studies that – it completely throw out that fucking rule, like right off the bat. They're like, well, it seems like there might be something here. And so they write up a fucking paper about it. And then journalists all over the place are like, well, according to the University of Mississippi, like mm -hmm. it's nonsense. It's just nonsense. Sometimes you even get down to the fine print and you find out they surveyed, you know, 500 people. We, we talked to 100 people. Yeah. Well, and we're pretty sure that pretty much sums up mankind. So that's close <laughs> enough. Right. Like, uh, anyway, <laughs> how do you want to get into our, our mesh of all the shit that could only happen here in America? Well, this article literally is a month old, but uh, we'll just go for it anyways. I okay. uh, are only in America. And this, it, first of all, it was insane that uh, a while back there was a big hubbub. Apparently, um, what is her name? Lori Lachlan, Lori Lawlin. 
yeah. one of the one of the female characters from the Full House show from back in the late nineties. Apparently, yeah. she was a, a more or less a ringleader <laughs> in in a, in a scam <laughs> to get past college admissions in the United States. Now, if that wasn't funny, and I mean it is pretty funny, it uh, is. The this and and you just it's the the title um and this is verbatim Hot Pockets heiress gets five months in prison for U.S. college admission scam and once again <laughs> only in America does that headline get written. I, but, I and this is Reuters to get. It's Reuters again. Uh, yeah. So like it's not sensational yeah. blog. No, like the facts are she is the heiress to the Hot Pockets fortune and. <laughs> All these college the fact, students are eating pockets like crazy, and the the fact that there's an actual fortune in hot pockets to be an heiress too is is, is also. I mean, that's pretty good. Hey right? man, I mean, but hot pockets, come on. <laughs> oh shit, no, it's too. Oh, it's too good. Oh, that's. Um, I almost <laughs> forgot about this. And the Desperate Housewives actress Felicity Huffman, she was in that yeah. thing too, man. Crazy. Went down something. Um, I'm first. This pisses me off because it's just like rich people to bribe, cheat, steal, and lie to to get into places like Yale and Harvard, and and you're just like, and it just knocks it wide open that like your life isn't fair and your country is fucked and only the rich get to win. Sorry, fucker. Like they literally were paying this guy to like take SAT and ACT tests for their kids. Like, I know it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. And I already think those tests are stupid, but like you're now you're really rigging that shit, right? Um, so that that's horrible. And then like even this bitch who's gonna do five months or whatever and, and pay a fine, like that's nothing to her. Like but she's it's not so probably in- gonna be a real prison anyways. No, no, of course not. It's gonna be a posh prison. I, I love the the judge here says like she had requested probation, but because she deliberately corrupted the college admission system, she she needs to go serve time. Um and I'm like, yeah, but she's not like really doing time. Like and she's not going to get out and like so many Americans get out, have a felony charge and now never be able to work a day in her life. Oh, wait, she's never had to work a day in her life. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck her. Like, just just nonsense. And I'm glad they're taking them all down. But I don't know how they aren't really taking them all down, are they? Um, <laughs> right. Right. And I imagine this will continue to happen. Um it's something that I've I've bitched and complained about for for a long time. You know, I'm I'm a college professor. I I you know I went to a really good school, like all that good stuff. And uh, I don't know. I think that it's on a certain level, getting into like an Ivy League school. I think has become so competitive and so so rigged in some cases like this um, that. You know, some some poor kid growing up in the middle of nowhere doesn't have a chance. It doesn't matter how smart you are. Um, you know, it's it's these entitled little bitches who get in for whatever reason. Um, well, my mommy and daddy went there, so you know, I'm a legacy or whatever. You know, I was no. just gonna say you need you, you took the words right out of mouth. Hey, you want to know? You know what else is really ironic about that statement? Yeah. You know what else has legacies? Uh, fraternities. <laughs> No, unions. Yeah. Well, I mean, fraternities are too. Oh, yes. yeah. I didn't, yeah too. I, didn't, I didn't know it was a thing until uh, no. I, 
while back working with some dudes and that's what this one kid was getting trying to get into his dad's union and that's what everybody uh, in the union that he was working in was currently saying oh do your legacy and i'm like what because i'd heard it used in like yale and stuff like that yeah so apparently it's a thing it's a thing everywhere Dude, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Win, right? Well, I mean, that's a little bit less nepotism because I'm assuming you still have to apprentice and journeyman and work your way up, right? Like, it's not like they go, you're a legacy, so you're straight to a foreman. Like, no, right? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. But I, I also know that, you know, despite, you know, unions being what they are, I mean, there it, it isn't really all equal because if you know right. people or you know you do good work or both of those, that gets yeah. you more likely to get jobs when everybody's sitting at the hall waiting for something. Dude, I'm it sure. It does I'm happen. sure. I know oh, it's yeah. not probably nice to talk about. And I mean, frankly, if I was trying to get the work done, I'd want to take the best dudes I could get my hands on anyway. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. And I guess you have that anywhere, right? To a certain extent. But oh, for sure. There, there's a line, right? Like there's a line that you cross where you're like, yeah, that's nepotism or, or you know, that's uh, bribery in this case. And I'm, I'm glad these guys it's, it's down, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awful when it happens, you know, when it's like particularly structured to not happen that way. I think that's the. Right, right. You um, know, when you, when you can scam your way into a school, it sort of makes the test you're taking seem pointless because i mean if you can beat the system or you can you know use an unfair advantage because you had the cash and the scratch to make it happen then it's like well you know how how prestigious are you really right you didn't earn that spot right um because what it sounded like because it sounded like some of the schools were maybe a little complicit in it too so it's like "Mm -hmm." Yeah, I think like they they'd find like a coach too, and they like bribe the coach to say, "Oh yeah, she's a water polo player. Um, he's a really famous rower, or whatever." And like they mm-hmm. they just have these doctored photos of them, like they were on a row team or something. Um, so yeah, I mean, then I think those individuals are getting in trouble too. Um, but to me, the most hilarious part of all of it, okay, like I've literally talked to someone who went to Yale. I've I've had conversations with like a Harvard professor before and found out like, no, like to get into Harvard today, like back in the day, like you just need to be smart. Like today you need to like be a legacy, you know, get a scholarship for, for like a sport or something, or like you need to have grown up in poverty, had both your arms blown off whenever you were three and then taught yourself to read and <laughs> Like you have to have like this crazy sob story. And then they're like, you're in Um, it's, it's that difficult to get into some of these schools, but those schools are, you know, Harvard, Yale, Stanford. And I know that like, I think Huffman was trying to get her daughter into, into Harvard or somewhere. Right. This bitch, Mm -hmm. the heiress to the fucking hot pockets fortune was trying to get her daughter into wait for it. The university of Southern California. I don't even what? really. <laughs> what? It, 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 it's like I, I really wish somebody would just go ahead and find like her high school transcripts so we could get an eyeball, you know? Right. Like, is it that fucking bad? Like, because it's a that's just fucking state school, dude. And look, I'm not I'm not going to bash anybody here. I teach at 
state schools regularly. All right. But in a lot of places, when it's when it's like the best state school, it's like U of I, <laughs> you know, right. When it's Southern, yeah. you have to go, huh? Why is it? Why isn't it uh university of California, you know, or, or university of California, like Irvine. No, this is the university of Southern California. This seems like it's a slam dunk. This is your backup school, bro. Like, this is the easy you get in no matter what, okay? And she paid somebody $200,000 to do, to forge admissions to get her in there. Yeah. I'm thinking this girl, this daughter of her, probably shouldn't go to college. That's what I'm thinking. Like, it's kind of hard to, kind of hard to mm, not, uh, this makes it like states make that argument. Like I've gone to a northern before. I've gone to a southern before. Like I, I'm not knocking it, okay? But it's a state school. Like it's not, it's not so fucking competitive that you need to bribe someone to get in there. Like maybe she was trying to get into like a really specific program or something that they're very well known for. But <laughs> it just seems a little odd. Seems a little strange. <laughs> Ugh, these fucks. Um, <laughs> I'm still hoping for free college for all, Jason. Maybe we'll get that someday. Deep breath. Deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking about it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to find a magic eight ball uh, <laughs> online. <laughs> So uh you don't think that's gonna I'm not I well, I, I don't want to crush your hopes, so I'm gonna there it is. Wait, what's it say? Okay. Okay. Ask, rub the magic apple. Free college <laughs> post twenty twenty election. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, a few a few years. Oh Without a doubt. Hey, so, but that just means someday, right? After the 2020 election, some point in the future, this will happen. Which, so you know how the magic it basically, <laughs> basically, the A-ball is saying that someone or somehow either Biden takes Sanders as a VP and is, I'm well, I mean, actually... If he gets elected in a zero year, that's a, he's got a very good chance of getting assassinated. <laughs> oh, God, is that right? Is that legit? <laughs> yeah, almost. I, I'm pretty sure that every president that's been assassinated or had an assassination attempt in America, uh, American president, um, was elected in a zero year. <laughs> Wait, is that causal? Or <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's really creepy. And in fact, so... Like baby Bush was baby Bush was actually the one that, you know, was like, oh, well, no one really took his attempt on his life. Right. Except remember the guy that crashed the airplane into the White House during his term? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Technically, that counts. That was an yeah. attempt. That is yeah. an attempt. Yeah. So, no. so that's 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 what I think. I think the rule is if it's a zero year president, there will be an attempt on your life. Whoa, that's nuts, yeah. dude. That's crazy sauce. <laughs> Oh, so before we leave this one behind, I do want to point out for everybody that Lori Laughlin, the full full house bitch, is fighting the charges. And as you pointed out, she's kind of maybe one of the ringleaders of this whole damn thing. And she's apparently the one who's going to fight it 
That's and fucking so awesome. I, I fucking did it. You guys caught me red-handed. Um, but how, how do you fight that shit? Do you go, I didn't know what I was giving hundreds of thousands of dollars to that guy for. <laughs> when when he said after I gave him the hundred thousand dollars that he was going to take the test for my child, I didn't understand that he meant that he was going to take the test for my child. Yeah, I'm very, sure he meant very confused. The child, right? Like, and then it was really weird because he never came around. You know, and I was about to ask him for a refund. How the fuck are you going to fight those charges? Anyway. <laughs> I hope she. I don't know. In prison, um, but <laughs> isn't she like super crazy Christian gal too? Or am I thinking of a different gal? Oh hell, I don't know. Ah, we should look her up. Maybe it's a different one because I know there was one on Full House who. I mean, it was the guy. Anyway, <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, this one's this one's an old one, um, but. It's still good. And you know what? These these trials are still going on. And once we get out of this whole pandemic thing, you're going to hear more of these. Um, and But you may never get as good of a headline as the, the hot pocket one. <laughs> oh, fuck. <sighs> That's classic, bro. Hot pocket heiress. <laughs> Love it. I do too. I do too. Uh, and Love I, it. I love it. I love the the next article you picked out for tonight too. Um uh, and, and and I like I like your little disclaimer to it too, um, because of course it's it's a it's basically a vegan propaganda article, uh, <laughs> and that's, it's and it's jacked like because I, I, and I know we we touched on this before, but um and I think that's why I probably didn't bother coming back to this, but uh, and I'll I'll dump this link in the uh, description for the show, uh, but it just. It it just it's it's a little. I mean, it's. I don't. I mean, I guess my. I guess this is the thing with the way new media is. Is you know, we used to get a crappy newspaper, and you know, you'd turn to a page and it would say editorial, and you knew you were going to get something that wasn't mm-hmm. objective at all. Right. And now, now the way this stuff is, it's there's no you know there's nothing like that. And this one just, it doesn't, it just, it uses some funky, I I wouldn't say it's anecdotal, but it's just like, <laughs> it, it's essentially saying, you know, all oh, Americans, what is it? Uh, most Americans are willing to eat more plant-based foods. Now, first of all, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck a plant-based food is to begin with. Yeah. Um, but I do know that any statement that starts with most Americans is usually <laughs> suspect coming after it. Right. You know, like 51% of Americans surveyed said. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, so most Americans. people we rounded up. Right. 51 of them said. And then and, it, and the th- it gets better. It's, it gets so much better. Like, this is just the headline. <laughs> and the, the, the infuriating part is they cite a study and then don't actually give you a citation like yeah well this yeah. study said this and they built literally build an entire argument about it but it's like the the meat of ironic pun intended i guess no. like meat the meat in the first part that they're pushing they don't link to anything <laughs> and then there's a bunch of you know goofy hyperlinks and all that and it's you know just like linking it's just your like i said it's 
correlation isn't causation. Right. You know, right. Um, and the argument y'all is that the, and I've heard this argument already uh, last semester, I think um, that the only way to really beat climate change is to become a vegan. And if you want to do something right now to fight climate change, stop eating meat immediately. And even, even from all of the research that I've looked at, um, and even in this article itself, only 14.5% of all greenhouse gases are from the meat industry. 14.5. That's very low. So 85.5% of all greenhouse gas emissions are not from the meat industry. 85 and, and you think that the one thing that we should be focusing on if you want to save the planet is not eating a burger ever again. This is vegan propaganda. That's all it is, right? Um, it's, it's just such nonsense that they take that crazy leap. But what's really sad is this is from The Verge, who I tend to respect. The other article that was like this that I first came across was, I think, from Time Magazine, which tends to be pretty good, right? But you're absolutely right. I think this is the clickbait generation right so what do we need we need a title and the title needs to make people want to click it and then it needs to upset people or make people like really want to read it because it's so controversial and because that's what this is right and but but it's also like when you when you understand what the title's saying it says nothing eating less meat is fine with the majority of americans so we're not going to ride in the street if there's less meat to go around is what that title says. That's it, right? Um, part two to this this whole d discussion is they've got a massive picture up here at the top of the Impossible Meats and Beyond Burgers, okay? And then they're they're touting those things as good alternatives to eating meat. They aren't. They aren't. I, I talked to a, a chef friend of mine who says there's like – 10 times the amount of sodium in both those things compared to regular meat. It's not good for you. Well, so here, here's a good one. And I don't know if you caught this and it kind of ties into our, uh, uh, hot pockets heiress thing, right? No. So, so here, here's, and this is how, you know, this article is full of shit. Cause I'm going to read this paragraph. <laughs> oh yes. And then you, you point out, well, I'll read most of it. And you point out where the problem is. <laughs> The Beyond Burger generates 90% less planet heating greenhouse gases and has a 99% smaller impact on water scarcity compared to a quarter pound of U.S. beef, according to a study, and it is hyperlinked, by the Wait. University of Michigan. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> that was commissioned by Beyond Meat. Well, it's not weird that Beyond Meat paid for the study, Jason. I mean, it's a and legitimate it, it, scientific study. <laughs> And it totally came out in their favor. Well, you know, shockingly. I can't imagine. You know, that's just the science, Jason. Um, and I don't doubt some of this stuff. Um, I mean, may, may, it probably does produce less greenhouse gases. Um, it might have a less, you know, uh, impact on, on water scarcity, right? I could say the same thing about our meat industry today. Um, so they're right whenever they say, well, if you're feeding the cattle a bunch of corn and grain, then, yeah, you've got to grow the corn, the grain, and then you've got to transport it, and then you got to feed it to the cattle, 
Um, that's yes, that's lots of fossil fuels in the movement there. You got to grow the one thing before you can grow the other thing. If we go back to free range, which is never going to happen, the population is too big. I get it, it's a pipe dream, but then we, then we knock all that out, and the cattle are eating grass that will you know grow and come back. <laughs> like so, yes, some of it has to do with the way that the industries run. Some of it has to do with the demand of meat which they point out here that the demand for meat is high in America, apparently, especially among white people. I love that it got into to race um, for this particular. So, one. so I tried to read about that yeah. and that citation. Uh, you can't get to it. It's behind a paywall. <laughs> Gotta love it. But the, but the, it. but the abstract does make that blindingly clear that you can actually read that. So, <laughs> Uh, I just, I love it. And, and look, I'm not against like scientific or vat grown meat. I'm really not. But we've talked about this, this beyond stuff before. Um, I tried one. It's, it's not bad, but it, as you've pointed out before, it seems like a lot of work to try to, to make something taste like something it's not right. Yeah. When you could just eat the thing that it's trying to taste like. Like, and, and I think to think that vegans like can't quite wrap their heads around, and I really do mean this, and this is 100% scientific, you can look this up. Humans are not herbivores, we're omnivores. Our teeth are designed to eat meat, nuts, berries, grains, what have you. We're not designed to just eat one thing. So, like there's there's no way you're going to convince me that this is the only way for us to survive then then we should never existed in the first place and we've got a whole lot of other questions that we need to be asking okay um it's it doesn't make any sense um you and what what happens the vegan never never answers this question either what happens if tomorrow we decide you know what you're right the only way to save the planet is to never eat cows ever again what are you gonna do with all those cows? What are you gonna do with them? Just gonna let them die? Because it seems like it's this big hippie tree loving pita shit, right? But they never come around to well, what? But what are you gonna do with them? Just gonna let set them, them free? let them live out their lives. Let them live out their lives, <laughs> and then kill set off the entire species. That's what you're gonna do. Right? right? Set them, <clears throat> set them free, and then. They'll crash into them <laughs> right on the across road. the highway in the middle of the night. Right. And then we'll have to institute hunting them like we hunt the deer to control their populations. Oh, dude, that'd be so messed up. Yeah. Oh, my Wouldn't God. It? Wouldn't it? Like, and, and you could... I wonder what would happen. I wonder what... Do you think they'd go feral? Like, like you throw a pig out in the wild and then it goes too. feral and turns into a boar. Well, it's so a what, what would happen if you... Right. Those would it, I, I mean... Oh, boars are crazy. Yeah. Uh, pigs are just weird anyways. I mean, that's a weird animal. But, like, yeah. what would a cow, what would a feral cow turn into? Would it, like... I don't know. I I mean, what's an ancient version of a cow look like? I mean, it's probably got bigger horns and more angry. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> probably. 
right? But, but it, it would either, they'd all die off because they've been so domesticated that they can't live on their own, right? Um, oh, dude, no. You know what would be hilarious? What? They set them free and yeah. they go and destroy every golf course. Oh, God. Oh, please. Yes. They shit all over the golf oh, this, course. This, this cow's going, this is some of the best grass ever. Oh, my golf course. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they just never go there, right? And it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And look, like the Amazon, should, we shouldn't be cutting down trees in the Amazon to raise more cattle. That's, yeah, we shouldn't be doing that, of course, right? And we should be fighting climate change. Yes, we should. But the only answer to fighting climate change isn't we have to all give up meat. This is just propaganda. And I'm not going to judge you for you deciding to do that. That's fine. Go for it, right? Um and probably most of us here in, in the States should eat maybe less red meat. I don't know. Like there, there probably is a legitimate study somewhere out there about that, but I haven't seen anything to date that says that I should never eat meat. Um, it just seems like so here's a, here's a good one for you. The whole Brazilian rainforest being destroyed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, turns out the biggest drivers of that, is Hong Kong. What? Followed by followed by China and then Iran and then Egypt and then Russia. Oh, no. And then the United States. What is it? Is it really cattle? What is it? Brazilian beef, that's what it says. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So Hong Kong so imported again, uh one point five billion dollars worth. Once again, we're we're getting blamed for things. Top of the bucket for this shit. Like it's the same thing with climate change, right? And we and we should fight climate change, but the massive polluters are China. <laughs> like, like, so we have to find a way to get them on board with fighting climate change, um, and we should all get on board with it too. But the things that we can do here are, you know, change to more renewable energies and not not eat meat ever again right um and what we need them to do in china is things like scrubbers um more environmentally friendly um you know methodologies there are things for instance that we can do that we do cleaner that they don't like the way they produce aluminum it pollutes the environment way more it's also way less cost <laughs> so that's why they do it right um versus the way that we do it right um so yes climate change is real we need to fight it you don't have to become a vegan to do it. And please do not convert to just eating Beyond Burgers all the time because your sodium in like, what is it, hypertension that's linked with sodium is going to shoot up like crazy. So please, please don't. <laughs> Beyond Burger. Hey, and from my experience, you don't need to do that anyways. I've been, I'm still doing my no meat thing. Yeah. Um, you don't need to. You don't need to spend anything. I actually made um, I made a uh, bean brats, brats out of beans. There you go. Them on the grill. Yeah, right. And then didn't, didn't need to didn't need to do any of that stuff. No, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. See, there are other ways to get protein. And I'm not even a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Indeed, you know, it's, it's totally cool if, if people are vegans, right? Like, I'm, I'm never going to judge you personally for, like, your life choices. But the second that you start trying to impose your life choices on other people, I, I have to go, but why? Like, where's the science? Like, um, and, and these kinds of movements just seem, as you point out here, it's almost cult-like, right? Because there's not a lot of data behind it besides a survey study out of Yale by done by the nonprofit earth day network well i mean and i guess that's the thing is right it's it's not necessarily that the data isn't wrong or it's not you know doesn't point in a direction and you know it's i mean much like i made the the riff on the golf courses i mean that's a pretty fucking big waste (laughs) of land um and 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 you know the way cattle grazes and how much land you need that's a pretty big fucking waste of that land too but i mean in this country most of that land is open space that no one uses anyways or that's part of like a you know actually like a you know it's public lands i don't know if yeah. anybody remembers or not but that showdown they had <laughs> with the ranchers you know that was a that was about grazing rights that's all it was it yeah. wasn't you know fucking Trump lovers being jackasses. It was literally ranchers arguing over where they could graze their cattle. Yeah. And nobody's nobody's putting a fucking Starbucks in the middle of Idaho. So <laughs> I don't know. I just it's it's just this this article particularly aggravated me because it was obviously not a news article and everything was, you know, it raises very good points, but it comes across as, you know, cultish, I guess is a good example. I mean, it's just like, there's no, it's like, it just, I don't know if this is like a new way that people write things where they just pile on and pile on and pile on and then like use buzzwords and, you know, like, yeah. oh, evil white people. <laughs> reason. It's and, and it's like it's crazy and it's like then when you try and like really dig in and look at all the citations and stuff like that it's like oh you can't get to some of it or you don't know and it's like well come on now i know you i'm pretty sure that a tech writer doesn't have a subscription to a scientific paper no, publishing probably random not. website you know it's it's like it just looks eh. good that's all right and i get that look the current seo standards are like that you should link what is it four times for every thousand words you write or something. And so like, that's just industry standard. No shit. Yeah. That's it. It's fucked up. So yeah. So there's nothing special about it. So look, this, no, I'm not attacking this writer here. Yeah. They linked to a, a quote university study. And they totally told us in the paragraph that the study is sponsored by beyond me. <laughs> They're not, they're not lying, like. But you're also right to say this doesn't feel like what journalism used to be, and the, and that was, I think, that that was your big headline to it was this is an editorial, um, by someone who's trying to push a vegan agenda, um, it, as if it is the only answer to fighting climate change, and they've done it in a pretty clever way, um, but if you're smart enough to actually pay attention to the writing it's not there like there's no there there like there's no actual evidence behind it that suggests that this is actually the only way like never once does it come up and say yep and hence the only way to fight climate change is no more cattle it never says that 
right? Because it's not true, right? It, it says some other stuff. It says, for instance, that of the people surveyed, the majority of them said they'd be willing to eat less meat. But if you gave me a survey right now, I might say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm going to fight climate change by it also, eating burgers. It also depends. It also depends on how the question is phrased. Uh, you know, if you so, knew that eating, if you knew that eating less meat would have a positive impact on the environmental problems that we have, is that something you would consider? Most right. people are probably going to go, yeah, sure. Look at that. See, most people mm. agree eating less meat is better. It's like, no, right. it's the way you phrase the fucking question. Right. It's not, it's, it's nothing to do with, you know. <laughs> do, do I want to eat more meat or no? <laughs> right. No, exactly. Like, I'd probably say that I'd carpool or try to ride my bike to work if I could, but that doesn't change the fact that I can't, <laughs> like, do either right. of those things. Um, no, totally. Um, and and look, there are for those of you who are looking to like like try to be sustainable in your food sources, you don't have to give up a lot of things, I don't think. Like we go to a local butcher, we get we we just went and stocked up. We have a deep freeze, so yes, we have the luxury of having a how much is a deep freeze these days? 100, 150 bucks, two hundred dollars. We have the luxury of having a yeah. deep freeze. Okay, so just a big fucking freeze in our garage, and we went to our local butcher. I dropped like two hundred dollars, got a bunch of steak, a bunch of uh, pork sausage because I like making chorizo, um, and then a bunch of um, this hamburger. Right, um, it's not particularly lean. It's kind of just regular hamburger, um, and all that shit's local. It's all local. Um, the vast majority of it comes from small family owned farms, not factory farms. It's not necessarily quote organic, but it's probably mostly, you know, gr mostly grass fed, right? Probably not in the winter, you know, but probably than hay, right? Um, so probably a healthier source of meat than what I would get if, say, I walked into Taco Bell today. <laughs> and ordered a bean burrito or whatever right um so th there are ways of doing that and that's a more sustainable method of farming than a huge factory farm you know out in colorado that you know that is not not doing things in the healthiest way for the planet i'm not going to argue that, that might not be a thing i hear though that factory farming has gotten much more sustainable um, that things have uh, that they've matured, that they've got done their research, and that things are more healthy now. Uh, that the animals are treated better, and so on and so forth. Right? But I know that was a demonized term for a while too. So if if you want to do your part, I would say you don't have to give up eating something for the rest of your life. You but you should be smart about it. Right? So find out where your meat is sourced from. Right? Um, you know, find out is. Is it, um, you know, heavily impacting your environment? Um, you know, it, for instance, if, if you got a massive factory farm and the runoff from that factory farm where these cows are just, you know, locked in a cage or a small pen where they're shitting all over themselves, if the runoff from that goes right into local water supplies, guess what? That's bad for the environment. That's bad for people. Okay. Um, that's, that's just it. Right. So I think this is less of a survey study thing than you actually need to have scientific data um, and actually try to know things about what it is that you're putting into your body. Um, and, and probably it's that age old thing. Right. All good things in moderation. 
right? So you shouldn't probably just eat meat. Uh, you probably shouldn't just eat plants. Although, Jason, I hear you're pulling it off just great, right? <laughs> is well, that Lint? Is that all Lint you're doing that? You bet. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. You're one tough fucker. <laughs> uh, it's so boring. I don't even like eating anymore. <laughs> Why is it really that bad? You were just brought- nah, it's man. It actually, I mean, it it actually isn't. It's actually pretty filling. It's just like I think because I know I can't have you know like a burger or like a piece of chicken. It just drives me nuts because I would like to. Yeah. So I mean, I don't I mean. Am I going to continue this? I so one of the things I usually keep in my office at work is like a couple cans of soup or something. If I forget to bring a dinner, I rush out of the house and leave it. Yeah. So I'm probably just going to put a couple cans of beans in there and just leave it at that. Yeah. I, I am going to try and figure out how to cook, how to make a better, you know, bean patty because I had an awesome one at a restaurant and it was so flavorful and it was, you know, I like a good burger yeah, you know, that's never going to change. But I also like variety. Like sometimes I'll get turkey sam, you know, like turkey burgers and stuff like that. And yeah, I, yeah. I actually didn't know that vegetarian burger choices had gotten as good as they were because I've had them before, like a long time ago, like Jesus, twenty twenty some plus years, like so Boca Burger. Oh uh, yeah, right. So I mean, I've gotten good. They I mean, have. It's 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 a lot different now, and plus it's it's challenging to try and cook like that. So yeah, I'll I'll keep poking at that till I get a good bean bur- get a good bean burger built that I like and can cook. And you know, I I think it's kind of nice to be able to do that because people's diets are changing so radically these days. Anyways, you know, it's it's yeah. nice to be able to offer to make that for somebody too. You know. No, for sure. I love trying new things, man. And, um, you know, I've, I've had some, some good vegetarian meals. Um, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and yeah, I like to mix it up. You know, it's not, it's not steak every night. It's not, you know, a hamburger every night. You got chicken, you got shrimp, you got a lot of options. Um, but I, I think I do traditionally build a meal around some, some kind of, you know, I'm going to say meat, but like, fish i'm counting fish in there you know um and chicken and i don't know i don't know i'm trying to think of like a meal where where my centerpiece isn't isn't the protein i'm struggling um i wonder why that is maybe but like i've kind of moved away from pasta you know uh yeah but yeah yeah pasta would be a good one um hmm. Yeah, think about that. Um, and dude, hey, I I liked it. I had an impossible burger at um, at oh, King and breakfast. I, it was good. It was good. Breakfast is an easy one. Yeah. What What are you rocking for you, breakfast these days? What are you doing? Oh, well, I'm I'm eating oatmeal. <laughs> hey, um, that's healthy. But like, are healthy. But I mean, but I mean, breakfast is one of those things where you can. I mean, there's such a variety of things. That it's never, you know, it's. It's not just eggs and bacon, yeah, or even sausage patties. I mean, you've, you've got how you can fix egg, fix eggs a million different ways. You know, you got pancakes, oh, yeah. you got waffles, you got toast, you got fruits, you got avocados, and mm. you know, take an avocado, split it, pull the pit, 
throw an egg in there, throw it in the uh, oven. That was a new way I learned how to prepare that. That's damn good. That sounds good. Avocado is great. If mm-hmm. you can get it fresh, ooh, that's a nice fatty fruit. I mean, there's, there's, I think, I think breakfast probably has the most adaptability to whatever you want your diet to be. I always wonder. That's, you know, that's that's another one that really cracks about the whole, yeah, um, factory farming uh, anti meat vegan people is they always go to beef. Yeah, it's always do. about beef, right? Seems like, and I would think they would be more interested in the chicken farms because those places are fucking awful. <laughs> that's what I've heard. They are fucking awful. Yeah. And, video i've ever seen anytime i've ever driven by one oh my fucking god yeah just fields filled with shit water drying out to make fertilizer birds are fucking <laughs> nasty they're nasty 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 creatures they're fucking gross dude no I doubt don't get it no doubt i know i you know maybe they don't shit methane out like cows but Oh, I guess not. Is that oh. why? Is that the reason? Um, or is it because the cows, know, the cows are like cows. out in the open or some shit or they're bigger animals? It seems like uh, animal lovers, when it's a bigger animal, they struggle. Right? Oh, oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it helps that it's, you know, got a lovable thing. Hey, I just thought of a great thing that here, here um, shit, the sports the plant-based sports uh, documentary I watched with the guy who was going, I'm, you know, you want to be uh, strong like an ox. What does an ox eat? An ox eats grass, right? Yeah. Well, if you're telling me that cow farts ruin the environment, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you switch all the humans over to a plant-based only diet. Uh-oh. Doesn't that mean that our farts will destroy the environment then? Maybe. Or is it the way that they're, what have they got, like seven stomachs or something? That's a great question, sure. though, dude. I want to know. Because, like, potentially our farts are giving off a similar gas, right? Like, I mean, if we all, if we all start eating plants, the same way, you know, man. what, eight, eight billion of us? <laughs> that's a lot of farts. <laughs> uh, I just love that that becomes part of the discussion. Like, like every single day, countless Americans get in their cars and drive for upwards of an hour and rush hour traffic to commute one way to their job and then one way on their way back. And and uh, and we could be using, you know, we could be carpooling. We could be biking like you are. We could be using electric vehicles. But no, we're using gas-guzzling fucking Hummers. And, and what are the vegans like? You stop eating cows. <laughs> Cow farts. I think. I think. I think. At this point, for any any modern environmentalist in America, um, it's it's not like the environmentalists that we grew up with that were actually committing acts of terrorism. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Eco terrorists, man. That was a thing. (laughs) So. So I think you know. But you know, once again, and I've said this before, back then, you know, there was also acid rain. No, that's true. Um, this, I mean, yeah. it's, it's pre-EPA, right? Like, right. So, yeah. and this is this is the irony about modern people who are environmentally, you know, aware, and you know, they want to make a difference. It's like, <clears throat> I get what you're saying, but how about having a little, you know, um, perspective on it? Because there's no fucking acid rain alerts anymore, right? Right. Um, you know, it's I, I, I get it. I get that. 
things need to change. I'm never not going to agree with that. Yeah, they, uh, definitely. But, right. You know, it's 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 really hard to sell that to people that have been around longer than you that actually saw terrible things and saw them get better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you need to start you, – you can't – you have to build on what's already been done. Right. Like, and get that – to get, get people behind it, you need to, you know, hey, man, we did good, but you know what? We can do even better. But instead, the platform is hyper-confrontational. Right. And it essentially <laughs> essentially is you're evil and bad for doing the things that you do, and you're a giant piece of shit if you don't stop and do exactly what I say now. You know what's the surefire way to get people not to listen to you? That. <laughs> Demonize like fucking Act like a fucking prick like that. Right, right. And, like, it's, it's and different this, than, and, like, and I, burning tires in my backyard for heat or some shit. Like, this is you ate a burger today, you prick. Like and and I, and I get <laughs> I get that people these days young people they don't understand that and they don't have the life experience to have the proper way to actually communicate and get someone who is completely opposed to your point of view <clears throat> to agree with you and move on and that only that only comes with being alive maybe and talking to people I feel like it we does. lost that though like I feel like we had that at a younger age than than the newest generation does and is that but is it the media is it social media is that is that what does that that polarizes us and it's us versus them and they're wrong and you're right i think it's a little bit of everything i mean we all communicate differently we all do things differently the culture is not the same um it was not i i sometimes feel like i don't i don't think it's is a hopeful as it once was, you know, but that's, I, you know, it's, it's just different now. 40 years ago, the world was a very, very different place. That's true. Um, it had literally, you know, we rolled into the eighties. Um, the USSR <clears throat> crumbled, the Berlin wall fell, um, all the thermonuclear terror and horror that was going to wipe out the entire planet that all kind of went away um disco finally fucking died thank god you know lots <laughs> lots of great things happened um <laughs> i love that that's how you that. lots of great things happened. oh shit um no definitely definitely um so maybe and, that was it. Maybe, maybe at- it was the death the threat of death that was looming over us all the time um, and, and instead of being like an existential crisis for the planet, it was like some asshole is going to launch a nuke. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so we didn't want to piss people off or something. It was that it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's just a, it's a, hey, you know, and part of the other problem is is that the people that were you know twenties and thirties when that you know shift happened. <clears throat> they begat the you know kids that are being knuckleheads now today. I guess. I mean, they're not being knuckleheads. That's that's just me being a crotchety old dude. But yeah, they're just the latest generation, and they were born at a different time. And and I, look, I, I get all that. I get all that. And a, a lot of the stuff uh, I support. You know, um, I just think like I, I want us to fight climate change. I think there are some words and things that we shouldn't say, but I, I think that there's a time when PC goes too far. You know, um, I'm always looking for a middle ground, you know, so kind of like what you said, like 
like if you told me, hey, the the only way to fight climate change is, um, you know, the next car that you purchase needs to be electric, I'd say, yeah, you know what, you're right. Um, I should do that, and and maybe I would. And then if the next step after that was, you know, the only way to fight climate change is if uh, we all convert our homes into solar power, I'd be like, hmm, you know what, I should do that. Like that's going to save me money in the long run. Like. If you built me towards something more extreme, like trying to eat less meat, I would probably eat less meat, right? But I wouldn't overnight right now out of nowhere say I'm just I'm just going to stop. Uh, it's just It just seems very extreme. Um, but part of the reason why I think that that we've gotten that way or, or maybe it's the newest generation or, or just the way things are politically now is the way that, that social media forms things like echo chambers where people start to think everybody thinks the same way as me. So if the writer of that article was mostly hanging out with a bunch of other vegans, they're already thinking this like, yeah, look at we're doing our part to fight climate change. We're the best. Right. And so eventually that becomes just a duh, just like a given, you know, you feel like you have to explain it again. That article didn't even explain it. Right. It just threw a little bit of numbers at you, told you that 14.5% of all emissions come from cows. And then that's it. Right. It just assumed that you were going to agree. Right. Um, and I, I wonder how much of that social media, which kind of leads me towards your next article. Um, and, and one of the, the things that David Hopkins in your next article says, which is read a book and learn about other people's perspectives. <laughs> and I thought that is some great fucking advice uh, from a literature professor. I, I will I will concur with that advice. <laughs> how did you find this shit? <laughs> Yeah, so that was another good article. That was, um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously it's got a clickbaity fucking title of how a TV sitcom triggered the downfall of Western civilization. That's a great title. Which is, fucking <clears throat> which is really <laughs> ironic because in the article, he pretty much goes and doesn't prove that at all. <laughs> Um, I've seen, seen a theme. So, like, so, so the so the title so the title leads you to believe that you're going to learn something about this TV sitcom, which triggered the downfall. But then the whole article is essentially pointing out that there was a um, I don't know what do you want to call it a uh, the arc of the show sort of followed you know. Reality, how, <laughs> yeah, how you know how the world civilization fell down. So basically, the <clears throat> the idea is that Ross in the TV show Friends is, or, you know, he's the the representative of the the thinking, you know, romantic traditional sort of hero character, and all the other people on the show are just mindless idiots and <laughs> vapid. In right, and and basically, in the show's arc is that Ross loses his mind and is crazy uh, by the end of it, and <laughs> it mirrors the timeline of when America turned into a bunch of vapid, mouth-breathing idiots and ruined this country. That's that's what the guy's article pretty much is. Yeah, <clears throat> and when I say that, it, 
Yeah. And, and when I say that, I mean, obviously, you know, you can come to your own conclusions about what that may or may not mean for the author and what he thinks about the way things are. Uh, it's pretty funny, though, uh, how it goes along. And he makes some pretty ironic points to it. But um, at the very end, the redemption comes with, you know, his uh, steps to, you know, stop being dumb yeah. and I, this is, this <laughs> love, is something I that i've that. heard i love that this this is something i've heard before is that you know well everybody's dumb 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 and, I, and you know it's it's funny because apparently everybody even people that are you know supposed to be our intellectual superiors are narcissistic fucks and conceited little pricks which is what this article reads reads as a conceited prick and it's funny because he goes a long way not to get to it and then just at the end it comes out right you know <laughs> i don't think he's wrong there's, thing, there's 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 a thing about you know well nerds got shoved into lockers and blah blah yeah 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 when you were you know 20 30 fucking years ago that really doesn't happen anymore you know, I yeah. watch my kids. There's there's no there, no one's gets no one's getting fucking picked on like I got picked on when I was in grade school. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this 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 chip on the shoulder bullshit that all these fucks that are teachers now are remembering when they were kids. Mm-hmm. You guys need to you, you need to grow the fuck up. Put your fucking big boy pants on and your big girl pants on and stop pretending like it is what it was then. This is where like the massive anti-bullying campaigns have come from. Yeah, It's from teachers and people that were bullied as kids and they're, you know, they never got past that trauma or learned how to deal with it properly. Yeah. So they've got this, you know, Captain Save-A-Ho attitude. <laughs> oh, oh. The, the, I, my bullying I've got to save people from it I can't let anybody be bullied you know what not everybody who got bullied kills themselves or tries to kill somebody else okay yeah. in fact I'm going to probably go I'm going to go ahead and pretty much take a wild guess that without the bullying those people probably would have done the same stuff and I think this is where we screw up is that we, we want to find something to lay blame on. Well, it's like, why do the Columbine kids do it? Ugh, video games, violent video games, right. music, music. That, made him, that made him kill. Yep. Or they had easy access to guns and they got really pissed off and they just went for and they were crazy. Like, right? Yeah. They were a little they were, crazy. They were crazy to be- <laughs> They were crazy to begin with. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the whole irony about stuff like that is that you know it's like nobody has a problem going. Well, Hitler was a fucking maniac. He was obviously insane, right? So is it? So so at at what point does you know? And everybody loves to make the joke about Hitler. It's like, well, maybe if someone had bought his paintings and said he was a great artist, and it's like. No, I'm pretty sure he's fucking insane the whole time. Right. Okay. Some if somebody had walked up and patted him on the back and said, "Oh, that's really good art," he wouldn't have gone on to do it. I don't fucking think so. Yeah, I doubt I it. Don't fucking think so. And people need to stop pretending like that's the way that happens. Okay. Yeah, it's the not people that, that do, simple. That, that do awful. The people that do awful, evil things, they do awful, evil things. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like I don't know. I just yeah. 
it's it's awfully convenient to find a scapegoat. Yes. One thing we got to fix, it fixes everything, right? Especially, especially if that scapegoat is something you don't like or want to get rid of. Right. That's probably the most insidious thing that happens these days is that we find scapegoat violent video games, homosexuals, Republicans. So you need to get rid of reading comic books. (laughs) Mm-hmm. No, no, I, th- I think you're spot on. And yet, I think part of what the, the article is pointing out is that there was a time period, and I'm not sure we're out of it yet, and I, I like to think we're getting out of it, but we might not be yet, where we did, I think, demonize the intellectual, right? Um, and that Ross might be that character in Friends, right? The the smart guy. Um, and maybe he's overthinking stuff sometimes. And maybe he's annoying. He points that out, too. Um, but I th- I think there was a point. Uh, like, I can remember in, in high school, like, not so much getting bullied. Like, if people bullied me, I beat the shit out of them. So, like, bullying, I just bullied right back, right? Um, which might be horrible. Like, that sounds horrible today. You know that? Um, but like literally Not really um, you stood up for yourself. Well, that's my take and that's what I was taught to do so like if if I was a soccer player if a football player picked on me I fucking picked on him like like I literally got into a fight with two separate football players in the same locker room in front of a bunch of other football players before because they were giving me shit and hitting me and shit and I was like this is not gonna stand bitches like and today I feel like they'd be like, oh, you're a bully. <laughs> and I'm like, no, um, some assholes were being assholes to me. So I told them that they couldn't do that anymore, basically. Um, but I do think that, that maybe we look down upon like anyone who's trying. And I've seen this with my students before. Like, like if you're trying too hard in class, uh, the other students think that, you know, you're you're putting too much effort forward or you're like the teacher's pet is what we were probably here growing up. Nobody says that shit anymore. Right. Um, but like yeah, I mean, you're trying yeah, too hard. So. You don't think that's a thing anymore? Um, like I've literally no, I this might have been maybe three years ago. I, I had I was teaching a lit class and um Sometimes when I teach a, a lit class, there's a lot of class discussion, and it's awesome. And sometimes it's mostly me, okay? And that, that doesn't necessarily mean that the students aren't reading, but sometimes they're just shy or they don't like to talk in class or whatever. Um, well, this particular class, I got to the very end, and I'm reading the one student's final paper. It's fucking brilliant. It's really, really smart. And it's throwing some great critiques out there. Um, and I asked him uh, the next time I saw him, I said, why didn't you ever bring this up in class? You got some really great insights, some great points here. Like, you're good at this. And he said, well, every time I you know, raised my hand in high school or said anything, you know, people got after me. Like, I was, like, trying to set the curb or something or trying too hard. And I was like – that sucks because I feel like that was that was my world too when I was growing up, and I just did it anyway because I didn't give a shit. Like because nobody was gonna tell me what to fucking do. <laughs> but um, that that sucks, right? And I do feel like there was a time yeah. now we might be past it or getting past it where we did kind of demonize uh, people for trying or being smart or whatever. Now, 
my counter to what Hopkins is talking about is that I think we've come a long way since Friends. Um, for instance, we had, uh, I think it just ended, but we had a, this really amazing sitcom that a lot of people liked and watched, um, you know, called uh, The Big Bang Theory, that I think really promoted intellectualism. It still poked fun at nerds, but it also promoted nerd culture. We have comma fucking con. And instead of being super nerdy, you're cool if you go. Like, so I, I think nerd culture has come a long way. Um, but I do think he's not wrong to say that there was a time uh, when, when you were demonized or picked on for being just being different or I, maybe setting the curve, man. You know, like, have you ever been in a class before where where there was a curb? Like, oh, well, so-and-so scored a 95 on the essay exam or whatever, so that's the 100, and the rest of you all suck. And that's a stupid way to grade, by the way, you assholes from the past who used to do that. That's bad. You know what You know what really st- sucks about that? Is that when you're the one in the class that set the curve and everybody knows mm-hmm. you set the curve because oh, yeah. you're the only person that's – paying attention to a science course at a liberal arts school. Oh, fuck. That's yeah. That's horrible shit. Dude, and yeah. you've been that guy, too. And the teacher probably wants to praise you and be like, you did a really good job. And you're like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh-huh. Right? Um, yeah. And, and, may, and maybe that's it. And, and maybe it's a little bit of everything. Right. Um, and I certainly don't think it was friends. Right. <laughs> but, but friends was uh, it was art mirroring our culture at the time. Um, and I think that we did start to, in some sense, demonize those who were good at certain things. Right. Um, and I get it, man. Like, I think schools kind of uh, rigged or formulaic or. I have a lot of critiques for our modern education system, and I'm part of it. I I certainly hate the fucking standardized testing. I think it's ridiculous, right? And I hate this college admission stuff partially because I think it's ridiculous how we let students into college. Like, in Mm -hmm. a damn sense, right? Um, But I I think that we've come come a certain ways, too. um, And and again, maybe even too far, right? I wonder today, so I wonder if in the past students were less likely to speak up in a class because they were afraid other people would say they were a nerd or they were trying too hard or whatever. And if today students are less likely to speak up in class because they're afraid they'll offend somebody. I think offending these days. I mean, I mean, I think the Marvel movies prove that it's cool to be a nerd. I think so too, right? That's a great example. Comic book movies that are good and that everyone wants to go see. Yeah, being a nerd isn't so bad today. I, I teach. I teach a novel about it. The nerds won. I think. They won. I think we won. Um, I, I teach a novel called Oscar Wow, and I have to explain to my class today uh, because the main character is a nerd, and, and part that's part of what makes him unpopular. That in the past, that was the thing. Like being a nerd, like playing D and D, which we've been talking about during this quarantine. Like um, playing role playing games, that was a nerdy thing to do, or reading comic books, right? Um, and today, that's not weird. It's not that nerdy. No, there's still a line. Like you better not be fucking larping. What the fuck? Grow up. Get move out of your parents' basement. That's all. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's, that's always been weird. <laughs> that's no. It's always been weird. Hey, you do you. It's not. It's not for me. Uh, 
I, a buddy of mine and I uh, were really into Star Wars growing up, so we were nerdy and people made fun of us. Um, but we went to a, it wasn't Comic-Con, but it was a big convention in Ohio one year. And we signed up for this Star Wars event because we thought it sounded really cool. And we showed up um, and we were standing in this group of people and we're looking at them and they're all kind of cosplaying. They're all like dressed up like Jedis and shit. And uh, we realized we had signed up for a LARP which is live action role playing for those of you who are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Um, and we, we literally like, like looked at each other, like made eye contact. Okay. Didn't say anything. Turned and walked the fuck away. Because <laughs> like, we were like, we're nerdy, but there's a line. There's a line you don't cross. Uh, but I hear people love it. I feel, hear people uh, have a blast with it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. And and yeah, you're right. This is kind of conceited. His things at the end are conceited for like, how do we get out of this? But I, I do think reading helps. I do think reading. Oh, for sure. I think reading makes us smart. It makes us compassionate. It makes us consider other people's perspectives. Uh, it's, well, it's, it's the, <laughs> you know, reading is one of those things where it's a, it's like a how do I want to look um reading is intimate yeah um, yeah you know it's it's you and the author's thoughts on whatever they're writing about you know thoughts feelings um the way they they're painting a picture and then you're using your brain your mind whatever soul heart to you know, I don't know how other people read. I when I read, I mm, how do I want to explain it? Um, it's like in the back of my mind, and not in my visual range, but still sort of being able to see it. You know, I if I read something that's written in a you know i don't want to you know it's, it's hard not to be like judgmental but written in a way that makes me visualize it like i can read a book and as i'm reading parts and processing information through my mind i'm building pictures and you know i use my life experiences and my own you know yeah. things that i've seen to build these worlds that i'm looking at but i'm not really looking at because i'm still reading the book right and I, you know that's that's the magic of a book is it engages so many different parts of your mind yeah as you're using it and it's much different than you know i don't know watching a video or something like that but not that you know i think watching a video is very helpful if you don't have the visual experience to go because I've learned a ton of stuff by watching a video that I wasn't able to learn by reading about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because I didn't have, I didn't have the visual, you know, I hadn't experienced what I was trying to learn how to do in a visual way yet to be able to construct a picture of how I need to do it without having the video. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's a cool thing to think about, and that's a cool thing you get when you read, and you don't necessarily get that other ways. Uh, also, yeah. 
when you're reading your aside from the author's you know prose you're alone with yourself mm. engaging in this you know it's it's not it's it's not a conversation per se but it's you know you're reading somebody else's thoughts put on paper more or less and and it's up to you to feel however you're going to feel about it and think about however you're going to think about it and you know you're challenged by it because it's you know you can't just fire off a response or click a thumbs down or any <laughs> shit like that or like you know have a bunch of douche canoes be like oh yeah you're totally right he's this guy's wrong you know that's <laughs> the your your echo chamber and instant gratification that they, they don't exist because it's impossible yeah there's no interaction between you and the it's you and a dead book that's it, and it's and it's not even it's not even somebody reading a book no. too. Because one of the things I I I do like audiobooks, but I find that if they're read by someone I know, I then tend to picture them as part of the actual. Oh book. yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and so that's that's a that's a whole different experience then because you're coloring what you're supposed to be reading. No, definitely. And I, I always like to read the physical book the first time if I can, especially if it's something really deep. You know, if it's just for entertainment, that's one thing. But there's something different about reading yeah. the words. Um, and I, I like teaching Dorian Gray. Uh, I don't know if you, you all have ever read the picture of Dorian Gray. It's a real fast read um, from the you know, late uh, was 1890s. So it's old. But um, the preface... He basically says all the things you just said there. Like he says, basically that reading happens in your mind. That's what makes it special. That the book, when it's sitting on a shelf, it's just pages. There's nothing there. There's nothing magical happening there. But when you pick it up, when you open those pages up, when you look at those letters, you transform my thoughts as the writer on the page, into visions in your head, and something comes to life. Something happens, but it's not something that I did. It's something something that the writer did. You did it. You did it when you read it. Right? All reading happens in your own head. Right? And you can't say the same thing about visuals. Right? You can't. And video is great, but that's someone else's interpretation. Right? That's someone who looks at a screenplay. That's what the director does. The director is doing all the things that are normally happening in your head when you're reading a book. They're making a decision about what people look like, where they stand, what they say, how they say it. And when you're reading, you're doing that. You're the director. Right? Um, so, no, it's, it's, it is something, it's something magical. Right? Um, and I think it makes you think. It makes you really think. Um, whether you want to or not. And then it's just like anything, man, you're flexing muscles, right? And the more often you flex them, the better you you get at using them. You're thinking, you become better at thinking. Right? Um, and, and again, Dorian Gray, guys, fucking, fucking look it up. Just read the fucking preface. It's, uh, it's like 20 aphorisms, two line uh, things that he says, like nutshells, uh, sayings, basically. Um, and they're great. They're great. Um, he, he finishes with this. He finishes by saying, it's dangerous. It's fucking dangerous. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. He doesn't say fuck. Um, but it's dangerous to read. Art is dangerous, he says. Um, because 
you know, people like to say that art reflects, as, as this guy has said, reality. But he says, well, some art maybe, right? But reading books, hmm, they might reflect you. After all, where's the reading happening again? It's happening in your head. It might reflect you, right? And so if you see something heinous, if you see something wrong, something evil, something terrible in something you're reading, it might be you or it might be in your head. It might be a part of you, something you were always capable of. So therefore, reading is quite dangerous. And then he ends with this. Of course, all these things, all these creative endeavors are just art. And of course, all art is quite meaningless. And that's his final line of the preface. (laughs) He goes on this long rant about how powerful and magical and crazy it is and how it can fuck you up and it's dangerous as F. and, And then he says, of course, it means nothing. Hey. <laughs> just to make you think and fuck with you. But no, I, I think you're spot on. I think it's uh, there's something special there. And maybe we don't do it as much as we used to. Um, it's hard. We've become consumed with time, you know. Um, but I mean, The Handmaid's Tale uh, th- this semester, um, out of the book, I'm doing the audio book too, but, but I read the book as I go along and uh, – it's different. It's interesting. It's uh, it changes the experience. Um, helps me teach it though. Fuck yeah, it really does. <laughs> Slows you down. You know, it takes me longer to read something and take notes on it when it's on the page than just to listen to it. I could listen to it very fast. It's a fast read, but when I have to look at every single one of those words and try to imagine you know, what's what's really going on here, what am I supposed to take from this line? Take some time. But anyway, that's gotten okay. away from friends. But. Uh, I don't know. We may have done that article proud. I don't think it's a bad article. You know, it's fun. It's clickbait, yeah. like you said. Uh, but if if y'all get a chance, oh yeah, quickly. well that's that's why I read it. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't. Not right. <laughs> I th- I like to think we've moved past the the bullying the nerd stage, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, and I'm not there. You know, I, I don't teach high school or grade school or whatever. Um, and, and maybe bullying shifted to online, and maybe it's it's less about girls and more about self esteem. That, that seems. Am I Italy? That's. I, th- I think the online shit is where the, the meat of it yeah. is now. And like, it, that might and, be worse. Like we might be like thinking like, well, you never got shoved in a locker. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, you, you can't escape the online. Right. It's always, that's, that's where the real, <clears throat> that's the real insidiousness is there's no way to get away from it. And that's why it's so damaging. Is Dude. That <clears throat> since, since kids are, and young adults and whatnot are just, so consumed with you know the telephone or I'm sorry the cell phone smartphone as a fucking portal to live your life right they can't you know it's it's like inconceivable to you know have a somebody you know, shame you on Facebook or something and it's just it's it, it's mind-boggling because I look at it and all I think is just shut it off the fuck care yeah it's hard though that's like, my life dad my life well well and and that's the thing is like 
<clears throat> it's easy for me to say that, but when you really think about it and drill into it, it's like, okay, so let's say you do that, but that doesn't stop everyone else that you know whose opinions you care about at school right. from stopping, right? right. And, that's, and I've seen that in, you know, that's that's a, a thing that comes up in movies and shows now is where, you know, somebody gets made fun of online and instantly everybody knows or the embarrassing picture comes out and, right. no, you know, you can't delete it and everyone knows about it and, you know, your your shames and, you know, all that stuff is like instantly public and... right. It's got to be hard. I mean, not 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 to be the you know cranky old man. I I can't help but just you know tell this hypothetical person you just hey put the middle finger up to the world, right. fuck them and fuck all of them. Then right, you don't need them. Hey, Amen. This is, I think that's probably that's probably the most insidious thing is that we've been doing lately. Is we and because this is a very very current and off repeated theme is that so we've become super interconnected through smartphones and the internet and ironically through this connection we've become completely disconnected and changed everything we value right and then and then the real game changer to where this all gets super fucked is that you constantly hear over and 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 over that well human beings are social creatures or human beings need other people we're not we're not anything if we're not if we don't have our family community friends oh you know they may not be my blood relatives but they are my family because I need them. I always, you always need people. You always have to have friends. You always have yeah. to, you know what? I'm sorry, but one of the big things about being a grown up is you know how to be alone. Oh, God, God help us. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my, that's my PSA. I like that. Is that. I like that. It may be scary to be alone. But you will survive it. <laughs> it's not that hard. You don't need constant validation and input and stimulus. In fact, if you can learn to be alone with your own thoughts, you will have a bigger advantage than anyone around you. Probably. <laughs> and, and like this might be a tough time for us to be saying that because obviously a lot of people are quarantined or – they're sheltering. Oh, I know. It's fucking ironic. Just, and obviously, we didn't plan that shit. This is just how our conversations fucking go. But I, I think you're totally right. Um, you know, I'm a person who can totally be alone. Uh, but let me give it. Let me give a counterpoint, though, or or maybe a, a bonus point because it's really the same thing you're just saying. Um, that that whole idea of being connected online, like, like we we've been friends for years, right? Um, but. Yeah. I don't think we've been as close as we were when we lived in the same state down the road from one another until we started doing this podcast again. It's not that we hadn't been communicating. We text, we'd see each other on social media until you got off social media. It wasn't that we were disconnected, you know, occasionally we'd see each other, but having conversation like this, that's, that's the personal, right? Being able to talk to one another, yeah. and that's something we really need to cultivate. I think is is a country and is a people, 
right? Um, but but what- well, this is this is the I mean, this is the thing, right? I mean, the 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 whole podcast thing was just a novel thing to go to the effort to set aside time. Right. To have because how do you do it otherwise? Because we used right. to be like, let's play a Call of Duty tonight, and now like we're grown ups and we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, and but but that's but it's it's funny that you mentioned that because quite literally when we would or what was it what was it on Battlefield Three? That was Battlefield. <laughs> we spent we we spent yeah, but we spent more time just talking and bullshit, oh, yeah. and then you know, it it was like it was just, it was a um, a. Um, vehicle you know yes. like oh yeah this this is the night we're gonna we're gonna play uh whatever or this is you know blah 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 and it you know it but like with this format i mean this literally is just conversation there's no pretense it's like yes i am planning to have a conversation right. it's it's like it's like as you get older and you you know it's like the date night right everybody rolls their <laughs> eyes when you say oh well we're planning a date night, yeah. right and like but you got to. anybody who's in their any anybody who's in their like late twenties, early thirties is probably rolling their eyeballs. You should right just now. go out whatever you want. Well, thing, you don't have fucking kids. The the funny <laughs> the funny thing is is as the years roll on and the job responsibilities and the familial responsibilities pile on, it's like you seriously have to schedule that in your life that yeah. kind of like the moment to the mo- the moment to have romance has to be scheduled. Yeah. And yes, being an adult sucks ass. <laughs> Pretty much, because your time is all, and you've always got something you could be doing, right? Um, the the mm-hmm. downtime is rare, right? Um, and, and yeah, yes. if you're young, you don't realize that, right? Um, I, no. I would like to add on, too, that I think, and this might be true for females, too, but I think with males especially, we struggle to say, hey, I just want to chat, Right. And, and like, I've even, I've made fun of people for it before. been like, dude, come on, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, like, don't just call me just so you can chat. Like, what do you want? Right. Like, but we've got that, right. I think, bred into us. And we used to have ways of doing it. Like, it used to be like, guys, go to the bar or they go bowling. Right. Um, shoot pool. Right. Like, we had like these social constructs that were ways of guys to get out, hang with their friend and just shoot the shit. It wasn't gossip. And look, it's fucking gossip probably. Or with us, it's like, I don't know, it's like philosophical debate, which is great. It's fucking amazing, right? I love it, right? Um, but like we can't, we, it, it might even be less for us. It's more like for everyone else. So we can say, oh, yeah, I got to do that thing tonight, right? Instead of say, oh, I really want to have this uh, in-depth political and deep discussion with my friend tonight, right? You can say, well, yeah. it's bowling night. <laughs> it's podcast night, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's but it's interesting that that's a thing, right? Because because you're right. Like we're so much more connected than we've ever been. But like that connection is what what Malcolm Gladwell would call a weak tie. Like being on Facebook or being Facebook friends, it's not a strong tie, right? But doing something like having a conversation once a week with someone, that's a strong tie. Right. Um, those are the people who, who you're tight with. Right. Um, yeah. And, and we probably need more of it. We well, probably need more of it. 
Well, I mean, I, I think the, the podcasting we've been doing is a good example. I mean, like our first ones were like four fucking hours plus long of just like <laughs> rambling, meandering stuff because basically, I mean, basically it's a record of two people like getting to know each yeah. other again, right? I mean, that's Where that's what that, that's why they were so, they, they were so, you know, because we had like all this ground to cover. Yeah. Yeah, right. and now we actually like follow a semi structure based off of things that, that we've like assigned readings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works though. Which, which, I don't know, makes it less fun, but or like, makes it less spontaneous. But uh, we uh, still go off. We still go off. <laughs> well, so yeah, but I mean, but here's here's the thing though too. I mean, if you were going to go hang out with somebody, you'd probably have things you were like, you know, well. Ah man, did they see this movie? Did you see that guy? Did hey, did you see that so and so was back in town? I mean, nobody really like unless it's like a blind date walks in and With it's nothing. just like So how about that weather? Um Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. Even even with your best friends, you know, it, with your best friends it's usually a conversation that you're going to pick up that you haven't had in, you know, three months, six months, whatever. And you just pick it up. Oh, and, yeah. and it's like, you never, you never, you never stopped having that conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but the, like, those are the kinds of ties that you need to cultivate. So if, if you're being bullied online or what, and, and again, we're not saying this, like be harsh, like that sucks. That totally fucking blows. But Jason's absolutely. Oh yeah. I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, I can't imagine how like there's, there's no way to escape. Right. I mean, before at least, at least like if you were getting picked on at school, when you weren't at school, you weren't being picked right. on. It, right? it would stop. You could escape and, for and, a you while. Know, yeah. But now, I mean, God Almighty, I couldn't imagine, you know, the the just the, like the viciousness oh, of right. it, like unrelenting. Right. But we're also telling you to hang on, right? Because like you're going to get out of high school, right? Oh, for sure. You're going to go to college. You're going to get all this. It's going to. You're going to meet people who are like you, who are into the shit that you're in. You're going to. If you're smart, you're going to meet smart people. If you're into LARPing, you're going to meet people who are into LARPing. You're going to meet people who like to read novels, who like to, you know, create stuff with their hands, whatever. Like, you're going to find other people like you. You're going to find your people, right? So fuck those people. He's absolutely well, right. Fuck those people. Yeah. You don't need those people who are giving you shit right now. Fuck them, right? The, the, the important thing to remember about bullies in general is that they're doing the bullying because they're scared. Yeah, in a little so right. <laughs> they they go they go aggressive as a reaction. So like, you know, they pick on what you're wearing or how you look or how you dress or how you talk or who you like because then the attention is focused on you and whatever perceived thing that they're insecure about then they know that no one will be looking at when, you know, and, and here's, here's a few things, you know, one, nobody really is paying attention to you as much as you think right. they are. That's a, that's a faulty wiring in human <clears throat> biology. Literally nobody is paying attention as much as you think they are. They, they right. really aren't people, 
you know, they walk by all kinds of shit all day long that you'd think they'd be like, oh, fuck, I know, knew that was happening. They don't. Right. They don't. People, they're oblivious. They, they really aren't. Nobody is really paying as much attention to you. They're as laughing you in they the are. hallway. They're probably um, not laughing at you. Right. Like, but you'll are too. Yeah. And, 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 and another one, especially when it comes to bullying, all the people that are going along with it, um, they don't really, they're not really into it. They're just trying to make sure that they're not the next target. Right. And I know that that sort of comes across as the, you know, Nazi exclusive. I was just following orders. Um, it's following. I mean, there is some truth there. There is some truth to that. When someone is bullying somebody and there's other people around, especially other people that might have the same thing that you have that you're being bullied mm-hmm. for. Uh, if they get a chance to pile on you, they'll fucking do it because they don't want to be the target. They don't want to be the next That's target. all it is, right? And I think we've all been there, yeah. just like we've probably all been picked on before, right? So again, we're not like yeah. we're not picking on you. Like we're telling you to hang on, right? Like you're gonna get through this shit. Yeah. It sucks, and then you know you're gonna meet your people, and life's gonna be great. And that might be in college. That might be in the workplace. It might be in whatever hobbies you pick up. Right? It might be over a fucking podcast, right? <laughs> whatever it is, right? You're going to find the people who are like you, right? Um, and hey, maybe a book group. Yang's trying to start a book group. I don't know if you guys are following this or not, but he really wants to do that book group. Uh, <laughs> it's the biggest book group in history. Everybody quarantined reads the same fucking book. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You know, I think you make a good point, Dan. That might be the best thing about um, smartphones and the internet and stuff today is that you have an enhanced way to find your dude, right? You really do. So like, you're not alone, whatever weird shit that you're into, no. like, like there are other people out there. I was, I was just telling my students about this the other day, of course, online. Right. Um, I was doing an SEO lecture and trying to explain like what, whatever it is you're into, you know, you, you want to sell shit. You want to sell sunglasses, car parts, jeans, Nikes, whatever the fuck, right. You can do that shit, but you could also be like, I want to start a blog about the vampire, like, like, cosplay thing i do or whatever dude there are other people out in the world somewhere who are into the shit that you're into and i can remember whenever i first realized that when i was like writing like sappy horrible goth poetry or whatever and like me and this girl from i don't know sweden or something like connected online and we started following each other's poetry and like that was our jam it was just me and her right and like you start to realize there is someone else in this world who feels just like you do and you are not alone. And that was in like fucking the late nineties or whatever. Like today, it's probably like a Facebook group for that shit. <laughs> like there are other people out there. There's a whole YouTube channel, right? Like there's a subreddit with your goddamn name on it, right? You are not alone, right? Um, they're out there. You just gotta find your crew, right? Um and you will, you know, it, it just takes time. Yeah, you find them in, uh, in random places and uh, it's run to people who are smart people out there who aren't going to judge you based upon those things, you know. But I think you're probably right, too, that like this particular teacher probably was bullied and picked on. And, and I get that, you know, it's so nice looking out for his, his kids who are on the chess club. But I don't know, man. Like, I, 
and I teach college, so what the fuck do I know? But I don't see a lot of bullying in the classroom. I see a lot of silent faces, and then whenever I ask people about them staying silent, it's almost always the times are so divisive they don't want to offend anybody and then, like, get in trouble or something. <laughs> to which I'm like, wouldn't it be great if we had, like, a debate in the classroom or a conversation where people had different opinions? Like... But apparently not. Apparently that's dangerous shit, Jason. I need to avoid that shit. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I'm right. Probably. Probably. I'm going to like oh, well, offend the PC police there's, one there's, too many times. Like, you know, let's see. That's my fear about the team. And that's, by the way, is that's at least uh, what Christ um, 24. Yeah. And then. Other twenty, like it's like I, I'm pretty sure there's technically almost two entire days shit that would get you canceled by now. We got, we we probably have to have at least at least forty eight hours. Oh shit! I guess. Oh yeah, I'm probably Oh, oh Jesus! You just need to. Go. We add in the overtime, if, son. If you, if you just go um, to those, we're you know, yeah. Don't use my real. <laughs> What's funny is that, like, while while I'm much more open about my opinions on here, I talk largely the same way um, in in the classroom. But I just play devil's advocate there. So wherever someone goes, I'll just I'll counter them. So if someone was like really for factory farms, I go the other way. You know, like just yeah. to try to get them to develop their argument more. You know. Um, but but I push it just as hard, and I cost just as much, um, and I, f- I find it works. I do, but I'm sure like my if my colleagues knew half the shit I did. <sighs> I mean, they they would probably fire me, um, but it works, and that that's what makes it so sad to me is that it's become. I just don't think we know what we're doing anymore as educators that we've outlawed and made all these rules about things that prevent us from probably actually doing the thing we're supposed to fucking be doing, which is promoting free thought and making things. That seems like what it's become, right? And then, like, play it like – Hit the softballs out of the fucking park, and whatever you do, take don't take any goddamn risks. And you know what? You know what we get when we don't take any I goddamn risks? Gonna, we I, get I, I nowhere. We stay so. exactly where we fucking are right now. <laughs> and so I'm. Well, I don't know. That might have been a big fucking risk. But yeah, maybe he's gonna make the joke. He's gonna make the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I I should have. Why well, fucking missed the opportunity, man? I mean, I mean, yeah, you, you get a guy who fucking literally shuts down the pandemic office uh, a few hey, months hey, before you know what, the fucking hey, pandemic this, hits. This probably is the best um, thing that could have happened because now we know what happens when you elect a populist, right? So so all. Or, or, so yeah, you, or when you're you like, this is a political joke, I'm going to vote for him. Trump again, even if you don't vote for Trump. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I like that. But I think, man, I want I, Bernie. I heard Gabby I want Bernie so bad. Conceded. But we're not going to get Bernie. True? Uh, Hoochie, Hoochie, Hoochie. Yeah. Stump for Biden, too. She threw in the towel. Um... 
God damn, that fucking... I'm not sure. Yeah, she might have. I'm not sure. Fat. I I hope she didn't. Because she seemed like she was going to take a stand. I didn't think she had a chance in hell of doing anything, right? But I almost forgot about her. She had her own opinion, and she had experience. And, hey, she's still in the Senate, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone's kind of throwing their fucking hat behind Biden. And I, I still think the grand irony is that people are doing it because they think Bernie can't win. And yet there's all, there's all this data that shows Bernie beats Trump. Oh, I, I just put a bumper sticker on my goddamn computer because my wife won't let me put anything outside. Okay. And as I'm peeling it off, it's a Bernie beats Trump sticker. And on the back, it lists like three separate studies that showed he could beat Trump. And yet people are apparently throwing in behind Biden because they're afraid that Bernie won't be able to beat Trump. Well, We've seen studies that says at that he can. At this point, I don't um, see what. Yeah, I'm, and look, I don't. I don't see what the DNC has to lose. Who couldn't? I don't get it. I don't either, because it's Bernie's just pushing their get, agenda the harder than anyone's ever tried to push it before. It's like right. It's it's like they think that. He he will get in the know. office, and everything that's come out of his mouth will happen in two days. That doesn't it doesn't fucking work like like that. he's not a dictator. Even, even if you yeah. had a democratic majority in no. both houses, it's still never going to work like that. He just doesn't. No, because he. He doesn't agree with a lot of what the other Democrats think. Like, he doesn't want to be, and I still can't believe Biden and other people go after him for this, but he doesn't think you should be able to sue gun companies well, I mean, if, for uh, if the you, things you, that idiots do, do with that, their guns. I, I was going to say, just like I think open, I shouldn't be able to Pandora's sue box companies for a lot of goofy shit. Um, yes. And Biden literally made fun of him for that on the debate stage and I went well, what the fuck are you going to do when some asshole terrorist smashes a plane into the fucking gotta, uh, World Trade Boeing. Center well planes fuck that Boeing's going fuckers like no you idiot when someone misuses a tool you well, know what you, know, you do you punish the person the who thing. abused the tool what yeah, kills fucks, more like, children than anything else in America Pools. It's pools. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so shit, drowning in pools? What, what are you going to do? Oh, you that's do terrible. That's pool fucking terrible. Pool pools, you're saying. Ever? I mean, if we, if, we, if, we really, if we really cared about the children, we'd be demanding yep, that people start throwing cement into their pools. I think you're right. And you know who oh, I'm going after that after that? They're the chlorine producers. Fuck those guys. That pool shock is dangerous shit. I know they are. I think they're cleaning your pool and keeping it algae free, but those I, I mean, guys, I, that's a hard chemical. That causes cancer in the state of California. Fucking rails. But I do I did have one more I did have one more thing. Didn't didn't baby <laughs> Bush have the House and the Senate she? behind him? Didn't didn't they didn't the Republicans have didn't didn't the Republicans have a majority of both? Memory lane, bro. 
That's and when he got elected, okay, so, I believe so. His first so uh, essentially two what years, I think, is abortion Maybe is outlawed. Born. Christianity is everyone's religion. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. The it, national you can't speak any other language but English, English and everything. Language English going forward. Um. I think he was going to give it all coke, though, for free, um, wasn't he? Wasn't that part of it? uh, Damn. What? I mean, like, it's a bogey. Everybody. None of them ever get it. Yeah, that's what I don't. I don't understand the the fear. You know, it's like, and and even even, and even even if you aim, no one has ever had bottom rights at that. I would venture to guess that no one has ever had a majority. No political party has a, had a majority in the House, the Senate, and the judiciary, along with the presidency. Probably not. Yeah. So even then, you've got the judicial system no, to check bullshit it, on the right? Law. Even if everybody was just a fucking puppet. But then, oh yeah, they have repeatedly. Over the over decades and decades and decades, yeah, man. I'm so I don't understand. So when you have so you put somebody like Bernie at the front of the ticket, he's, he's the light. The idea is he's that he's aspirational, right? He's pushing us towards these goals. Yeah, and and we're not going to get there not right away, but we might get some of it. And now we have a target. We have something we're aiming towards, right? It might take eight years. Even then, we probably won't be there. But we're now moving the country more and more towards a place where everyone deserves a chance at education. Everyone deserves a chance to better themselves. Everybody belongs. Everyone can get medical treatment, can get health care when they need it. This is exactly what America was founded on, by the way, that we all get treated the same fucking way, right? That we all have a chance, the American dream. Right. That's what Bernie's all about. And yet people want to label him. Oh, he's a socialist. What did I hear the other day on fucking uh, the New York Times, the New York Times was trying to say that Bernie's having trouble in the polls now because apparently there was some sort of uh, 2020 interview where he said that Castro I'm sure did some did. good I'm, things, I'm, too. Fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure that when Castro took over, well, look, he uh disposed a giant fucking piece of shit. Yeah. I mean... He did. A fucking rapist, bastard dictator. He overthrew a whole fucking evil dictator, okay? And look, it did. Did it work out? It wasn't perfect. Can't can't make an omelet. There were a lot of... A few eggs. (laughs) Great. I'm sure it's... Well, look, he tried something. Uh, things weren't great before. Like, you should measure that country based upon where it was before, okay? Now, look, people who grew up under Castro um, and hated him, fuck, that's all they know. Yeah. That's all they know. This is the problem with dictators. You shouldn't have fucking dictators, right? Um, but when he came into power, yeah, he was overthrowing an evil fucking goat fucker, a horrible fuck. Like, who yeah, deserved to die? Was named Batista the, the or something? He was horrible. He's horrible fucking dictator. Okay. Um, it, 
Well, yeah, I guess. But then we kind of did that. We're the ones who fucked that, weren't we? Yeah. Because we're like, you're not allowed to visit there anymore because they're like, fucking communists. The next year, he should have said, oh, yeah. I'm not communist anymore. Uh, I've still been communist. Yeah, fuck this communist shit. Yeah, no doubt. I'm like, oh, take a take a yeah. note from China. Like, well, we're capitalists now. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, no, we're cap, we're capitalists. Um, this all the capitalist business is kind of it's owned by the state, but it's capitalist, totally capitalist, capitalist. Um, <laughs> it's it's just so sad how much we've demonized the entire like like socialist movement when it's. If done right, it's about protecting the people. Yeah, is it the Nazis? Is it the Nazis and the communists? The, the Russians and fuck everything is a problem. The grand total is, I, I think. Well, you know, you and then you've got like the South Asian, That's South sucks. Asian communists too. I think the grand total is about half a billion people. No, 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 no. Half, half a million. Yeah, ha, yeah, half a billion. Yeah, yeah, about five hundred some million that they've murdered. It depends on whose numbers you're looking at. Yeah. But then you look at like the Netherlands is like a democratic like socialist community and they they do great, right? They're all very tiny, very isolated mm-hmm. and very Fucked. rich to begin with. And and that's 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 the thing because all we really need to do uh, all we yeah, really need to well, do is look at Venezuela in the last decade. That's a good point. I mean, they're they're super fucking rich because of the oil. It didn't go over, <laughs> and it's a tiny little country. Yeah, but those people are fucked to begin with. They've always been fucked yeah. their entire lives. Before before Denmark became socialist, I I just fucked up my own point. I guess the, the other thing is like, <clears throat> I did I did so so I guess I guess the the point should have been the point should have been. We're, were you a free country to begin with when you, you became this, democratic socialist? Oh. But we have... I think we can pull that off. To, I think we're a free country. Well, everybody, right? massive wealth inequality. I don't believe Den... I don't believe places like the Netherlands have we, like, gross we, economic inequality. That. Um, the, so you think we've well, let it get out of hand um, too long for us to reel it in? Well, here, here, I'll, this so is a debatable question. This is a good question. They signed the two trillion bailout, right, for the country, the economy, oh. and everybody included, right? Okay. All, all, all I'm gonna say. Pretty massive, yeah. Happens, except, and <laughs> if nobody goes, well, why can't we just do this all the time? And then there's not a there's not a discussion about it, then right. Then there's then there's really no. Yang wants to talk about we're it. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing, and that'll be the end of it. And they, we won't though. It's I hope it's, we'll it's keep too, talking about it, right? A, it's because too big of a thought. Probably not a Facebook but... video. Oh. But Jason, what this guy says in the article is that there's no topics that are too big. You just need to learn and study about it. <laughs> no, no, I, I think no. there is things that we can think about, and not everything has an easy solution, 
made. Um, but this is an interesting American experiment because we, we haven't done this before. Um, oh, for sure. And I think it's a Band-Aid. And I think their solution is going to be, well, look, this didn't work. And the reason why it's not going to work is it's a Band-Aid. Um, and you need to commit to doing it regularly if you really want people to spend. Because right now people are going to look at the two grand they're going to get or whatever. That's, and they're going to be like, I'm going to pocket that shit because I don't know what's happening this summer. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, if it becomes a regular thing like yeah. what Yang wants, we'll do stuff with it. We'll start businesses. We'll do things. Right. Um, but when it's unreliable, you know, in times are strange and chaotic. Yeah. It's probably not going to work. Um, this is me. I'm not proud to see that maybe it's going to happen. I'm, uh, my family's possibly going to rank in uh, $3,000 over it um which if i don't yep. end up being able to work for a couple weeks uh that will save there us you go. or if my wife gets sick with coronavirus that will probably save us right um but i don't know we'll see how that goes um and you're and you're right about the income inequality question that's a big question i always wonder you know because i feel like the problem with uh socialism is the dictator problem uh, but you've always debated that the problem with socialism might be motivation and you're you're not wrong that could be part of the problem where's the motivation to do anything i was gonna um, say i don't know uh we're running out of time know, or do we think can we go over two hours do we know our do we topic then <laughs> That could be a great next topic, right? The, hey, homework for everybody. Uh, check out the Expanse series where, uh, and this is a minor spoiler, um, and they're on not Earth they have a basic income for people, um, but it's just enough to get by. They aren't. They aren't. But, but in general, you don't want to be on basic. You want to make it. You want to be something. So everyone's aspirational still, right? Even though they have that, that basic income system. I wonder if we couldn't have something like that. Uh, but then would that just change the poverty line? Does that just shift the poverty line? And it's the same shit. It's just we're still wealthier than That's everybody else. But, and my final thought but you're is still on basic, so you poverty suck. poverty line is a construct. <laughs> Tilt. Till next, till till next time. Oh, bam! Mic drop, <laughs> buddy. Very true. Always a All pleasure, right. my friend. I can't Good can't night. wait for next time. <laughs> you too.